Hey, well, I mean, this is like our first morning beer on the FI Garage. What is going on? Well, and especially because I'm at home on my lunch break from work and I'm about to crack a beer. But anyway, <laughs> well, that's a standard lunch, isn't it? Well, I guess that's true, isn't it? Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. You know what? Today is the day, boys. I am going to stick that to the top of my laptop, I swear. <laughs> Get a label maker out and just put her I, yeah, right on it's, there. It's yeah. done. Anyway, so I was bantering about this uh, beautiful bottle opener that was made for me by my good buddy. And today, the reason I need this bottle opener is because we're having a lunchtime beer. Lunch beers. Lunch beers. It's lunch beers in the FRA garage. One and of the better types of beers. Innocent Gun. It's like a filling lunch beer. Yeah. So yeah, this is lunch in a bottle. It should be good. Yeah. Money Mechanic with you. And my buddy is the accountant and the economist. And the economist, hey. why are we drinking Innocent Gun? Because Alex bought us around. Alex. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very, very much, Alex. Well, much cheers to Alex. Cheers to Alex. You guys are drinking yours out of a bottle. I'm pouring mine in a glass because I'm civilized like that. Really? COVID <laughs> safe. <laughs> COVID safe. What was I going to say? Yeah. So have you guys had Innocent Gun before? Because I was actually kind of scratch my head going i don't know if i've ever had it i mean i've heard of it but can't say it's on the top of my shopping list that's for sure so which is awesome that alex chose this because it's going out of the wheelhouse right we tend to get into yeah. what we like in our favorites and just kind of stick to it who's reading the blurb today better be the accountant he was actually doing work today yeah it's been a, it's already been a very long day uh <laughs> The original is our flagship beer, the one that started it all. Our unique bourbon barrel aging process unlocks flavors like vanilla and toffee, which combine with the malty character of our scotch ale to create an incredible taste experience. We've spent more than a decade perfecting our craft. Find out how we put the barrels into the beer at innocentgun.com. You know, the the Innocent Gun is a tasty beer, but it's a one. Yes. Like it is very tasty, but it's so full of flavor that you're definitely not drinking six of these. No. And that's probably why it makes it a perfect lunchtime beer. True. Right? Oh, so is... I got to go back to work is what we're saying. Oh, no. I mean, work optional, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bourbon barreled bourbon barrel scotch ale is the uh, is the name of uh, this innocent gun. So yeah, here we are. A little out of the box for us, which is perfect. Again, cheers. Thank you, Alex. Cheers. And for the rest of the listeners, if you're interested in buying us a beer, please hit our website, click on the buy us a beer. You get to request the beer. Hopefully we can find it for you. But the FI Garage Beer Tube does make its way across Canada. So you can always, uh, always go there. Touch, get in touch yeah. with me and we can figure something out. We do send you, you beer too, if you want the beer tube deal. <laughs> What are we doing today? Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to say is what, why are we here at lunchtime drinking beer? Well, the reason is because our talk today is focused around how you maintain and rebalance your portfolio, which we all know is super important. And I've, I'm a self-admitted, not an awesome spreadsheeter. I can do some basics, but I'm not nearly as efficient as the accountant is for obvious reasons. Um, and there is a lot of fintech these days. And Passive, which is a Canadian company based out of, I hate when I'm like think, talking ahead of my brain. I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's New Brunswick. We'll check when we when we talk with Nick here, but I'm pretty sure it's New Brunswick. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a Canadian company, and that's the reason we're having lunchtime beers because I think they're four hours ahead of us. So maybe he's having an afternoon beer. We'll find out in a minute when we get him on here. But 
Passive is a great fintech tool that helps you keep your portfolio in balance. And it connects awesome with Questrade, and we're going to learn all about that from Nick. So I, I don't want to spoil too much of the show. So uh, well, let's, yeah, let's bring them on in. Let's bring them on and, and chat with them. All right. Well, here's Nick, and we're going to dig into some passive right now. Nick, welcome to the FI Garage. Thank you so much for joining us. Just clarify, because in the intro there, I was trying to, I was trying to remember rack my brain. You guys are in New Brunswick? Yeah, Fredericton, New Brunswick. Oh. Yes. Yes. Wow, I nice. told okay, you, boys. I told it. you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the show. And uh, you're here going to tell us all about Passive today. So let's just start right at the beginning and just give us the 40,000 foot view of what Passive is and why some of our listeners might want to use it. For sure. So I guess I'll start by just saying thanks for having me on the show. It's super cool to be here talking with you guys. I think the best way to understand exactly what Passive does is to have a good understanding of the problem we're trying to solve for people. So Passive, the original prototype, was built by one of our co-founders, Brennan Wood, to solve real problems that he was running into trying to manage his family's investments. So uh, he was managing his own retirement account. He was managing his wife's retirement account. And then he was trying to manage a couple of RESPs for his kids as well. And each one of those accounts had a different kind of target asset allocation that he was trying to invest in. So that kind of changes based on time horizon and, and you know risk tolerance and all those sorts of things. So what he was doing was he was tracking all of this in a spreadsheet. He would track his contributions over time and what was in each account so that he could calculate what he needed to buy or sell every month to kind of stay on track with those target portfolios. That kind of did the trick, but it was really labor intensive. He had to do all sorts of manual data entry. And once the calculations were done in the spreadsheet, he had to go back to his broker and enter in all of his trades one by one. So not ideal. That's kind of where the initial prototype of Passive came in, which was a basic Python script that Brendan wrote. It read his account holdings right from his Quest Trade account so that he didn't have to do the manual data entry more and it would tell him what he needed to buy or sell. He still had to go back to his broker and actually execute all the trades, but the manual data entry portion was kind of gone. He told some friends and family about it and they were all you know, super interested in potentially using the tool. And that's where he got the idea to potentially commercialize it. So the way Passive works now is you set a target portfolio, you connect Passive to your brokerage account, and then Passive does all of the kind of sophisticated complications to tell you what you need to buy or sell to get directly invested in your target portfolio. After that's done, uh, our software monitors your portfolio on a periodic basis so that you get emailed whenever it's time to log back in and rebalance with one click. That's like you said, the 40,000 foot overview. Uh, there's lots more to it in terms of like the edge cases and the, you know, the niche little details, but that's kind of what we do today. Yeah, awesome. I'm a passive user, but I know the economist and the accountant aren't. So I'll let you guys well, I'll let you guys jump in with any specific questions because I'm I'm fairly familiar with the product. So I've got some good stuff to ask Nick, but you guys being uh the outsiders, which is great, you can just sort of jump in and go, Well, I don't get that part. So economist, you got something you want to start with? Well, my first question is I, I had a, the uh free version of the software hooked up, I guess about two years ago, but then something happened with Questrade and now wants me to rehook up. But my question was going to be, is it only Quest Trade that Passive works with or is it any brokerage? Yeah, we're, we're an integration company at heart. So we're always kind of working on adding more integrations. Right now, uh, Quest Trade is kind of like our, our most popular supported broker in Canada. We have an exclusive agreement for trade okay. access with them. Uh, and then in the States, we have uh, integrations with TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers, Tradeer, and Alpaca. We're also uh, kind of working right now on finalizing an integration with Wealthica, which will allow you to integrate <laughs> read only with lots of other financial institutions, RBC, TD, whoever. You just won't be able to trade through that integration. It'll be read only. Oh, that's awesome. So I didn't realize, so would that be Interactive Brokers Canada as well? Interactive Brokers Canada actually works slightly different. It'll be a read-only integration through Wealthica. Okay, gotcha. Great answer. I'm jumping into that. 
right where you were talking about Wealthica and the other places that you connect to, one thing that I want to bring up that's really important for our listeners to understand is that the way that passive connects to Quest Trade. I'm, I'm a Quest Trade user. A lot of the listeners probably are as well because we're DIY investors and Quest Trade's great brokerage in Canada. Just kind of give us a view of how it is that passive gets your info from Quest Trade securely. Yeah, it's super important. We place a, a ton of emphasis in, on security and it's kind of one of the core components of our business model. So uh, the way that we connect to your Quest Trade account is using this protocol called OAuth. And if you've ever signed up for a service and there's that button that says create your account with Facebook or create your account with Google, it's kind of the same, same procedure that that process uses. So the way it works is you go into your passive account, uh, you click connect a new brokerage and let's say you click Quest Trade. And I like, I like you, I'm a Quest Trade user. So that's exactly what I did way back when I first created my passive account. What happens is you get redirected to the Quest Trade website. You type in your login information and log in. And then a screen will pop up that says, do you want to authorize passive to get this information from your account? And it'll list all the things that we need to do what we do. It'll be, uh, you know, read the, your account holdings, get some market data and place trades. Those are kind of the three things. If you click accept, then you get redirected back to the passive website with a token that kind of allows us to do all those things in your accounts. Now, why is all of this kind of important and why am I explaining it? Well, the, the core kind of feature of, of this process, OAuth, means that we don't actually have to store your Quest Trade login information and you have the ability to kind of revoke our access at any time if you suddenly decide you don't want to use passive. So that has like a lot of benefits. It's super secure. And uh, at the end of the day, we could get hacked by, you know, some crack hacker and you, we, none of your Quest Trade information would ever be kind of accessed. And like I said, you have the ability to kind of revoke access to, uh, to Quest Trade from passive at any time. Yeah, I think the important thing there for me is that Passive isn't a scraping service. It's not logging into your account and scraping data right off there. It actually has two-way communication with Questrade that's all secure so that your data is is offered up, but it's only in the read-only read form the Passive uses right to, to display it. Yeah, yeah. We connect directly to the Questrade API, uh, yeah. which kind of is like the, the preferred and most secure way to interact with other people's software through their API. Now, the accountant asked me a question. So you were going to ask about how to perform the trades, because this is a new feature that came out sort of in the last years, the one-click trade option. So accountant, you were asking me about that. What was your question about that? Yeah, I was just wondering how that actually, so I can go into passive and if I need to rebalance, I can one-click trade and then you guys will actually go into my Quest Trade account and make those trades? Yeah, the way it works is uh, you always get like a trade preview. So it's not that you will be unaware of what trades we're making. But right. if, you get a, if you get a prompt to log in and rebalance, you kind of get this... Uh, trade confirmation pop-up. It shows what, what we're buying and what we're selling. And if you click confirm, then we send a kind of a request to the Quest Trade API with all that information. They execute your trades and then they send us back a confirmation. So you'll actually get a confirmation that says, okay, all these trades were executed. And if for whatever reason, one of the trades couldn't be executed, then you'll get kind of an explanation as to why. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I originally thought that it was just, you had to go like, you'd give me the, what I need to buy and sell. And then I had to go do it, but that makes life super simple. Yeah, I mean, I use Passive and Quest Trade to manage all of my investments, and it saves me like an absurd amount of time and money. It's, it's awesome. Hey, economist. Yeah. Do you want to start a new game? What's that? Every time the accountant says, I mean, we have to take a sip. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at that. Ooh, that'll be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but you might notice because we'll, every time yeah. he sees us having a yeah. sip, he'll know he's just Let's said, try. I mean. Let's well, and it gives me free license to get you guys hammered at midday. But. No, no, there's more. I have to at least walk the dogs today. <laughs> so, like I said, I had the free version a while ago. And 
what I found helpful about the free version was it would alert me as to when my deposits got into my brokerage account so I wouldn't forget and leave money hanging in there. Are there other services the the free passive gives you? And then what does the, the pay passive give you in addition to the free service? Yeah. The, we, if you want to see the complete comparison, I would kind of just suggest you to go to passive.com forward slash pricing, and you'll kind of get a breakdown of exactly what's included in each version. But just, you know, off the top of my head, the main difference is that the free version of passive can kind of be thought of as like read only portfolio management and the paid version, you can actually execute trades and do those sorts of things. So Passive free or passive community is what, we, is what we call it, actually allows you to kind of get the calculated trades, but you would have to go to your brokerage and type in all those trades automatically. There's a couple other more sophisticated features that Passive Elite, which is our paid version, gives you access to as well. One is the ability to integrate with multiple brokerages. So if you had some investments at Quest Trade and you had some investments at Interactive Brokers and some investments at TD Ameritrade, Passive kind of syncs to all of them and provides you one seamless centralized dashboard to manage all that money in one place. I will say too, for any Quest Trade users, we actually have uh, an agreement with Quest Trade where they give you one year of Passive Elite for free. So if you want to just kind of link up to Quest Trade, you'll get a prompt right in the app that kind of allows you to upgrade, upgrade with one click without paying any money or entering your credit card or anything like that. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah. If you want to try it out. Definitely a great deal. Yeah. I just want to step back a little bit here. We've... Uh... We're getting into some really good stuff and for the advanced users, they're going to dig into this. But for the novice investors that are listening to this that aren't super on top of, you know, they've just started using individual ETFs and things like that. I just want to clarify that it is up to the user to decide what they want their allocations to be. Like say you're using sort of a typical four or five ETF uh, portfolio. You, you need to choose that at the beginning, but then that's where the beauty of passive comes in. Nick, can you just kind of describe how that looks as sort of a broad sort of interface? Once I've chosen my allocations, what does it look like once I'm in the app and, and what notifications do I get? Yeah. So I'll talk about the interface in a moment, but I do kind of want to touch on something else you said too, which is that I guess to use the plat- passive platform, you have to actually feel I guess, self-educated or confident or competent enough to kind of pick what you want to invest in. And that might seem a bit intimidating, but I think what a lot of our users do is they kind of go outside to external resources that publish model portfolios. They'll pick a model portfolio that they think is suitable for them. And that's when they use Passive to actually implement that model portfolio at, you know, with really minimal time investment and at very low cost. So that's kind of an important distinction if you're thinking about using Passive. You gotta, we, we don't actually pick what you're invested in. in other exactly, ways. yeah. So in terms of the interface, when you log in and first link your brokerage account, uh, you have to, I guess, set your target portfolio. And that target portfolio view is kind of the core of what you'll see every time you log in. The way it works is you have kind of this uh, this bar for every holding in your account. And on the bar, there's a dash. And then the bar gets filled up relative to where your holding is relative to your target. So the dash is your target. So from left to right, it's zero to 100% of your portfolio. The dash is where you're supposed to be. And then the line fills up as to where you actually are. So if you're supposed to be at 50% and you're actually at 20%, you'll see the dash halfway across the line and the bar will be at one quarter full. So that kind of is a really nice visual way for you to see what's in your portfolio and how it sits relative to where you want to be in your portfolio. Now, can you run reports out of there as well? Like, could I see, you know, like uh, I'm this percentage international, this percentage, are there industry reports and geographic reports, that kind of thing based on the portfolio that you've allocated? 
we have a, a pretty robust reporting dashboard. It doesn't really report on sectors at this time because it kind of all depends. Like all of our reporting is based on in terms of your asset composition. It's based on right. the, the individual securities you select. So I would say in terms of sector breakdowns, it, to the extent that you want to invest in like an industrials ETF, we can show you where you sit on that ETF holding relative to your target. Our reporting dashboard lot, contains lots of other useful uh, information though. Like you can see your contributions and deposits over time. You can see withdrawals. You can see your dividend breakdown by month and by security. You can see how many months over out of the last 12 months you've contributed to your investment account. You can also see your performance, lots of things like that. Right. So that would give you like if you had multiple brokerages attached instead of having to actually calculate what your overall dividend performance and all that is, it would bring it all together right in passive then. Uh, well, so the reporting feature is kind of exclusive to Questrade users right now, which is the right. Okay. Of users, but we're working on expanding it to all the other brokers, and that kind of is the plan. You could use Passive as your kind of one-stop shop for all investment right. reporting of all your brokerages. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty handy. Yeah. The reporting section is something that was integrated in the within the last year, and uh, I, I find it super helpful. Like. I know the accountant hasn't quite used it yet, but it's sort of all in one screen. It's all very graphical. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. It's great. It it does break down uh, dividend income. It shows me fees and commissions. It shows me my average monthly dividends. It shows my investment growth. Uh, it's a great, very simple, nice to look at. And actually, the accountant, you reminded me of something I was going to ask about was if I click and go into my portfolio here, I don't know if you guys have run it before, but they link to what's called Portfolio Visualizer. And this is an external third party, so it's not part of Passive. Nick, maybe you can speak to that a little bit. I'm no expert on it. I've played around with it, but it is a super powerful tool to backtest your portfolio and play around with a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, Portfolio Visualizer is awesome. It's basically a robust visual backtesting tool. So the way that our integration with Portfolio Visualizer works is once you set your target portfolio in Passive, uh, there's a button that says, view this portfolio in Portfolio Visualizer. And when you click on that, it brings out a back test of your current target portfolio over time. So basically what it allows you to see is, if I had stayed invested in this target portfolio over the last 10 years, five years, whatever time horizon you want, here's what your performance would have been. That's super useful for investors who are kind of setting up for the first time and want to, you know, they have an idea of what they want to be invested in, but this would show them how has this actually performed in real time with real money. So, you know, it'll give me a good back test of all my super risky stuff and how I'm going to go broke in like a week and a half. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Now, while we're getting into the and deeper into this here, I'm trying to remember now, like I want passive to track my ETFs, but what happens if I hold some other assets within those accounts? Maybe I've got an individual stock stuck in there. How does passive navigate that? Passive supports individual stocks for sure. So like in my model portfolio, for example, I, I like to pick stocks because I'm kind of like, I guess, dumb. And I, 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 I like to, you know, the markets have always been a passion for mine. So to the extent <laughs> that's still true, I like to be able to pick a stock here and there. But, you, you know, you're on the right show. Stuff. You're on the right show. Yeah, you're yeah, preaching yeah. to the choir. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'm like in this weird middle ground where I'm smart enough to know that passive investing is kind of like the best strategy for most investors, but I'm also still like dumb enough to still want to have some individual stocks. So I think my portfolio is probably like 90% ETFs, but I have a couple like 2% or 3% weighting stocks in there too. So that's kind of how I handle it. There's another way you can handle it too, which is by excluding those assets from your model portfolio. So if you don't want to own, you know, 10 shares of Facebook and you don't want them to be factored into your rebalancing calculations, you just set it up as like an excluded asset and it doesn't get rebalanced along with all of your other assets. Right. That's super important because 
you know, the three of us, four of us here, you know, we do dabble. And so it's nice to be able to exclude those and focus yeah. on your proper core ETF portfolio and, and have that tracked accurately for sure. Uh, oh, I, you know, typically I totally forgot what I wanted to go oh, to next. Okay, I'll jump in <laughs> then. That doesn't happen in, at all times. No, it never <laughs> happens. <laughs> so passive will rebalance your portfolio with one click. Can you set the threshold of when the rebalancing occurs or is that something that's built in? No, that's super customizable. And I would say pretty broadly to the extent that passive does anything, pretty much everything within the platform is really customizable. So uh, this is kind of no exception. The way that that calculation frequency is determined is through a metric that we call portfolio accuracy. So it's just a measure of how close your actual investment portfolio is to your target portfolio. So if you don't own any of your target portfolio, your portfolio accuracy would be zero. And if you're perfectly invested, it'll be a hundred percent. So our rebalancing notifications rely on a related metric that we call drift threshold. And that drift threshold is the number at which you want to be notified when your portfolio accuracy falls below it. So to put some numbers behind it, uh, I think our default drift threshold is 90%. What that means is when your portfolio accuracy falls below 90%, you'll get a notification email that says, hey, your portfolio has drifted. It's time to log in and rebalance. Cool. Another question that came to me while you were answering that. If I have a monthly contribution set up, Will Passive tell me what I should buy? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, a pretty core feature for most of our users. So when cash hits your account, two things will happen. Uh, we'll kind of send you an email that says, hey, here's your new cash deposits that just hit your account. And then once you do, we'll do the rebalancing calculations again so that when uh, you click through from the cash notification email into our web app, your new rebalancing recommendations will be shown kind of right away on the dashboard. Cool. Makes kind of simplifies uh, contributions, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. And we that's also configurable. So we have this uh, metric that we call cash threshold, which basically says, I want to get emailed whenever I have more than this much cash inside my account. Now, to dovetail into what The Economist asked there, when Passive offers me suggestions of rebalancing, does it always offer purchase suggestions or does it offer sell suggestions as well, right? Because sometimes when we're rebalancing, it, it may look like we need to uh, reduce a position in one particular ETF. Can you customize that or does it have a default for that? Yeah, it's just an on or off toggle. So by default, passive does not sell holdings to rebalance. And the reason why that is, is because we're just like in the business of helping people save as much on fees as possible, right? So, uh, you know, Questrade yeah. has free ETF purchases. Uh, so to the extent that we can rebalance using buys only, it'll be free for you forever. And that's awesome. But you can also turn that off if you want to kind of have a more, if you want to enable sales, I guess, every time you rebalance. So that's customizable as well, but it's defaulted that we don't sell when you rebalance just to save you on fees. Right. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that makes sense. Especially if somebody's contributing regularly, it's pretty easy to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the idea is if you're contributing every month, that cash just goes into whatever asset is most underweight at the time. <laughs> I just missed an I mean. You missed an I mean. God, I'm going to get crushed by this. See, the problem is when the accountant talks, I kind of tune out. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, I was just going to follow up with uh, all of us are still in the accumulation phase. So hopefully the majority of our listeners and us as well are putting in those monthly uh, contributions automated. And I think that is one of the beauties is because of the one-click purchase and that it's rebalancing through purchasing generally all the time. And once you've kind of got everything set where you want it, like this thing keeps you like right on course. That's 
to me, one of the powerful, really powerful parts that keeps you right on course all the time. That actually makes me think of another question. If I was drawing down on my portfolio, like let's say I've hit retirement and I'm using passive, will it give me what I need to sell to stay in balance as well? Yeah. So the idea would basically be you would want to keep a certain amount of cash inside your brokerage account and then set an automatic withdrawal at Questrade or whichever brokerage you're using. And right. then whenever you don't have enough cash to kind of fund your next little bit of withdrawals, Passive will send you an email telling you it's time to... because cash would be a component of your target portfolio. So as your cash gets drawn down, your accuracy falls, you fall below that drift threshold and you get an email. So basically, Passive would send you an email. You'd have to enable the selling to rebalance feature, but you would log in and kind of just sell a little bit of everything to fill up your cash buffer again. Would uh, would you be able to tell Passive to only sell one thing at a time rather than a little bit of everything? Um, no, I don't think so. That's a good, that's a good feature. I mean, most of our users are kind of like you guys. We're pretty much all in the accumulation stage at this time. Yeah. So right. I'm sure as kind of our, our user base ages and we get some uh, You'll add to you that. Know, retirees on, we'll, yeah, we'll build some more advanced accumulation features over time. Right. I think that's one of the things that I, I've been in contact with the Brendans before and it's, it's such an easy company to communicate with. I know you guys are reaching out to your users all the time and asking for suggestions and incorporating stuff into it, which is cool. You're, you're iterating all the time, which is awesome. And that's the beauty of these modern fintech companies. One of the things you added in recently was a goals feature. Can you just run us through what that looks like? Yeah, so we kind of recognize that one of the core reasons why people use a platform like Passive is because they have a financial goal and they just want to work to get achieving it over time. So we wanted to add better tracking for that. The way that our new goals features work is that you set a financial goal, something as simple as I want to have a million dollars by the time I'm 50 or something like that. You log in and passive and then by reading your brokerage account, we'll let you know over time how close you are to achieving that goal and whether you're on pace given how much time has passed. So that's kind of like the, you know, the 30,000 foot overview. There's like lots of details you can tweak about assumptions about investment returns and those sorts of things. And our goals feature is technically still in beta, but anyone listening to this podcast, just go in, log in, try and check it out. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think of it. For sure. Yeah. I played around with it a little bit and it's, it's nice. It's straightforward. You, you put it in some assumed returns and then how much you're saving and it'll spit out, you know, if you've got this particular goal, this is how much you need to save. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to sort of just talk about uh, as much as anything, we may have skipped by it at the beginning a little bit, but for my personal uh, usage of passive, I hold three different accounts at Quest Trade. I have a RRSP, I have a margin and I have an RESP there. So the nice thing here is I'm just looking at the dashboard while I'm talking with you guys and it breaks all three of those out and I can go in and customize each one of those as well. So I just want the listeners to be aware that it does a great job of bringing it all together, but then wait, you can... Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, wait, 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 You just wait, say wait. you have an RESP? <laughs> you do not have children. Why do you have an RESP? For your future kids account. <laughs> Oh, that's nice of you. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> no, it's it's for my uh, it's for my little sister. I've got a, a young sister, so I set one up for her. Oh, all right, okay. This makes and which sense. is which? Hey, here you go. Here's the actionable tip of the episode: is you can set up RESPs for family members as long as you get the parental permission to do it. So if you if you've got nieces or nieces and sisters, younger sisters like I do, you can set that up, and passive will manage it for you. But <laughs> What, what I was trying to get to before the account interrupted me. I mean, that was rude. <laughs> is, is it's nice that you can 
have a look at all of them. It, it shows you the aggregate overview, but you can customize each one of them because I want the RSP to be totally different than the margin to be totally different from the RRSP. So is there a limit to that, Nick? Can I just keep adding as I, you know, I maybe I've got a TFSA in there too. Is there any limit to the number of accounts I can connect through Questrade? No, you can connect as many accounts as you want. And one thing that I'd actually like to add to what you said is that you don't actually have to keep them separate if you don't want to. So like for me, I'm, you know, young, kind of risk tolerant, I guess, or, you know, maybe another word for just dumb, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I kind of just have like one master target portfolio for everything. So you can actually assign multiple accounts to the same target portfolio and passive will do all the legwork to make sure that across all of the accounts, you are kind of as close as possible to the target portfolio. So just to put some, like an example behind it, I have my, my taxable account at Questrade. I have my RRSP at Questrade and I also have my TFSA at Questrade. So money is in three different accounts. It's all assigned to just one master portfolio in passive, which I just call retirement because that's kind of where all that money is going to go eventually. And it kind of is just all rebalanced into the same target portfolio. Passive does all of the legwork to make sure that stuff gets rebalanced in a sensible way. And, uh, you know, assets are kind of being bought in the accounts where those assets are already held so that you don't get these weird, like small holdings across multiple accounts. And it makes it pretty seamless for someone like me who might have multiple accounts, but not really different time horizons for each of those accounts, if that makes sense. Right. Can you change the the weighted average? I'm just thinking you might not want to count your RRSP as uh, as high as your other accounts in your allocation. Weighted average of, of what? Of allocation. So if, if you want 50% of one holding 50% of the other, can you change? Oh, be, because that RRSP money will be taxed when you take it in. Right, yeah. Uh, no, that's not something that I think we have right now. That's an interesting idea. Well, but hold on a second. I think what the economist is asking, though, is even though if you group them all together to get a portfolio overview of everything, you can still go into each account and customize each one, can you not? So I think what the economist is saying is if I want uh, a certain U.S. exposure, certain international, certain Canadian in my RRSP for specific reasons. No, that's that's not what you're asking? No, I was asking what uh, what Nick was getting to there. Oh, well, well, if, if I hold, you know, all my... U.S. stocks in my RRSP, those are only worth eighty cents on the dollar to me. Say, so I was because they get taxed when he withdraws right. the money at retirement, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was curious if you could set that weighted average up when it kind of puts your portfolio together. Yeah, I mean, one kind of band aid solution to that is you could just kind of split them into two separate portfolio groups and just slightly adjust your target portfolio to kind of account for that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, lots of lots of customization features available. Yeah, absolutely. The more time it's like any of those, like you've got to spend a little bit of upfront time getting it set so that it does what you want it to do. And then sort of once you're there, then like you really don't even need to log in after that and until you're prompted at that, yeah. at that point. I mean, that's kind of the goal. You spend some time up front, kind of putting in some time investment and some elbow grease to get it set up properly. And then after that, it's hopefully on autopilot for the rest of your life and you can go, you know, do things that are more fun than trying to trade stocks all day. Hey, that's pretty fun. Right. Yeah, it is, but I mean, especially also a little bit financially destructive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> so me and the economist can't do it because we wouldn't know what to do all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah, looked at the go. pretty reports. True. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's actually a good question that you didn't ask there, economist. Can you? print reports does like you've got a great uh, sort of interface online but can you request a, a downloadable report a pdf or anything like that that's not something we have at this time but uh, it's kind of in the works right now yeah mm-hmm. okay well maybe this is a good time to say 
Nick, let us know what we've missed, what other features you think are super important, what's in the pipeline. Uh, what do we look forward to in the next year of Passive Evolution? Yeah, so I would say like kind of the two core features that we have that we never talked about yet. The first one would be dollar cost averaging and cash management capabilities. So if you are, you know, deposited $100,000 in your Quest Trade account and you want to split that invested money up over a period of time without having to kind of just set reminders and do it manually, you can set that up and pass it. So you can basically set these cash management rules. There's two types. One of them is an allocate at most rule. So that's basically if you want to spread up a lump sum over multiple periods of months with this $100,000 investment, you would just set an allocate at most rule of $10,000 and you'd spread it out over 10 months, I guess. So that's kind of the left hand of cash management. If the right hand of cash management would be retain at least. So that's, you know, for people who want to maintain a cash buffer in their account, you can say, I want to retain at least, for example, $20,000 and Passive will never rebalance that $20,000 into actual stocks. They'll keep that as cash in your account. So cash management is used by a lot of our people, especially people who are maybe transitioning over to Questrade or one of our other supported brokerages for the first time with a lump sum, because it allows them to kind of manage how the cash is handled within their account. The other kind of core feature that we never talked about yet is, is our advanced currency handling. So we kind of recognize that there's lots of investors who have Canadian dollars and US dollars and maybe some other currencies as well. So our currency handling capabilities kind of allow you to configure how much of each of those you want to have and how that's handled in the passive rebalancing engine. Hmm. I didn't realize you had that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, foreign exchange fees can really kind of get you if you're not careful. So we try to yeah. make that as like, uh, you know, configurable as possible for people who are like me and want to super optimize everything, I guess. So what's the, uh, what I forgot the name of the thing where you sell a stock. Norbit's Gambit. Yeah. So will Passive set up Norbit's Gambit for you? No, not this time. I guess to do Norbit's Gambit on Passive, you still have to call your broker. Okay. Makes I sense. Anyone who's any... listening who, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to do Norbert Scambrit without calling any broker yeah. that exists. Like nobody has an automatic journal entry <laughs> factor yet. So that it would be a little tough. Yeah. That's the, they, they definitely need that. Hey, it's like, okay, I've got DLR. Now I want to journal it over. And you're like, oh, and what are the whole times been these days, boys? I tried to get a hold of TD bank. I, I just shot myself because I'm sitting there at like 9 a.m. Monday morning trying to get a hold of TD. I'm like, the worst time of the week. Why have I been sitting here for an hour? <laughs> Everybody's calling Monday morning. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. You've shared a lot of insight. I mean, we I learned a whole bunch too, and I thought I knew Passive fairly well. So really appreciate your time coming on. Uh, let the listeners know a little bit about where they can find Passive, how they can reach out, uh, how they can get connected to it. For sure. So Passive, the best place to learn more about our company and our software is on our website. It's Passive.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-V.com. There's no E on the end of Passive. Uh, if you have any questions about the software, if you want a demo, anything like that, I'd love to hear from you. Just send me a direct email. It's nick.mccullum at Passive.com. Right on. Yeah, we'll have Perfect. all in the, in the show how'd notes. How do you spell it? Okay, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. We'll, we'll throw it all in the show notes. Yeah. You guys have one job to do. It's show notes. Come on. It gets done. <laughs> yeah, come on. Why are you giving me a hard time? <laughs> right on. Well, this was a, this was a pleasure. Uh, again, thanks a lot for joining us today, Nick. And our listeners definitely appreciate learning more about Passive. Awesome. Thanks again, guys, for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Nick. Well, boys, my innocent gun is done. Agreed. I guess I have to go back to work now. That's sad. It was delicious, though. I, I just finished this. It's 6.6%. It's yeah. noon 30 here on the West Coast. <laughs> and I was thinking of that daytime TV host and I was racking my brain because there's just this, like drink wine all day on daytime TV. And it's like, I haven't had like a lunchtime buzz since I was like camping when we were allowed to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers yeah. again, Alex, for buying us the Alex. And Thanks, Alex. Much appreciated. Innocent uh, gun. In it. <laughs> <laughs> 
What did I say? Alex and Gun? <laughs> you yeah, did you say did. Alex and Gun. <laughs> Apparently, we've named the beer after him now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better go walk the dogs and get some booze <laughs> out of my system. And, so, uh, you, yeah. just, we have one more of these, so we'll probably put it on a YouTube episode, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. The second yeah. part of the round. But the beer costs more than $15. We might have to up our bias around uh, costs. I may have already sampled the spare one I had. <laughs> of course you did. Why yeah. are we surprised? Um, well, I don't like to go into a show unprepared. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Especially at noon. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, uh, thanks again to Nick for joining us from Passive. And this was an unsponsored episode. So we just appreciate him coming on and sharing with our listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time on the FA Garage, ladies and gentlemen. Farewell till next time. Good day. Good day. <laughs>